Set your mind on things above with Taken, a metaphysical fantasy audio drama. He wanted a cure. He found the creator. Chapter 17 Mark of the Ancient Enoch gazed out the folds of his tent into the night. The camp was at rest, finally. The scent of the fatty meat and oil lingered in the air. Enoch sighed. He really wanted to be alone, to think, to understand what happened. Dina watched him carefully, though she pretended to be sleeping. He could feel her hesitance. Is she afraid of me now? After the fire had come, a sure display of the ancient's favor. Things were different somehow. There were no more questioning looks from Great Mother Eve. No more grumbling from his tribesmen after he stepped out of those roaring flames. Even Father Seth spoke to him with reverence. Enoch remembered the honor Soka's words when he had given instructions to begin the distribution of the Alru at first light. Yes, Bearer, it is as you say, Bearer. He had no fatherly advice to offer as usual. Instead, Father Seth immediately assembled the elders in Medici to make sure the most ailing members of the clans would receive a portion first according to Enoch's wishes. Be at ease, Bearer. Even though the tribe of Cain has betrayed us, we are not without means. I will assemble the Neshpanel scouts to discover the methods used by Cain's people near Nod immediately. We will learn how to cultivate Alru, and by the favor of the ancient, we shall prevail. Enoch was glad Father Seth had taken over the task without being asked. For truth, I am in no condition to do anything right now, Enoch muttered to himself. Although he appeared strong and vibrant, he even had the unmistakable glow of the ancient one earlier. But inside, he felt very weak. From the way Dana is treating me, it's still there. Enoch held out his bronzed arms, shining in the full moon with the light of their own. It was soft and almost imperceptible, but ever-present. Enoch grabbed a robe and covered himself. Dina was still pretending to rest. Her eyes were closed, her breathing irregular. Dina? Enoch said. Yes. She sat up quickly. Yes, Enoch? I mean, Bearer? You may still call me Enoch. He walked over and knelt beside her. We are husband and wife, after all. Enoch peered into her dark brown eyes, searching. Dina returned his gaze for a moment and then quickly looked down. Yes, husband. I mean, Enoch. Enoch tried a different approach. I was wondering if you would make me a drink of the Alru. I'm feeling... Certainly, Bearer. I mean, Enoch. Before he could finish, Dina had already rushed to her feet, donned a cloak, and was halfway out the door of their tent. Her relief was apparent. Enoch threw off his robe and tossed it to the floor. The night was too warm for it anyway. He plopped down on the cushions where Dina had lain and sat down, hugging his knees into his chest. The euphoria he experienced earlier, while the power of the one mind had surged through him, was gone. Now he just felt tired and alone. He nodded his head, closed his eyes, and sat there for a while, listening to the sounds of the night. Enoch? A voice called. Dina? Enoch said. She stood before him carrying a wooden tray. It was filled with an assortment of fruit, some alati cakes, and a large mug of steaming liquid. The aroma of the alru filled the room. Enoch rubbed his eyes and tried to focus. I must have fallen asleep. He took the mug of alru from the tray and held it under his nose, inhaling deeply. Just the smell of it makes me better. Dina stood at attention, looking at him expectantly. Thank you, Dina, he said. You have done my heart well this eve. 
Dina beamed as she backed away slowly. There's no need to leave. Well, Dina edged closer to the door. It's just that Great Mother Eve and the Medici are preparing Alru for the others, as you requested. They really need my help, that is, if you don't mind. No, of course not. Please join the others. Enoch hid his disappointment with a quick smile. I will see you at Sunsbirth. Dina rushed through the tent door, almost tripping over her cloak as she did so. Enoch frowned at the clumsy movement of his normally graceful wife. Why was she in such a hurry? Then he noticed it. The Alru had replenished him. The room was filled with a soft, golden light. Coming from him. Anami guarded the door as the woman set the tray down beside Enoch. He felt better, too. The scent of the Alru reminded him of home. He needed all the reminders he could get since it looked like he would not be returning any time soon. The general's orders were clear. Observe and record until further notice. Anami stepped aside to avoid the woman's haste. Though he knew she couldn't see him, he didn't like the sensation of humans rushing through him. He paced back and forth, studying the man bent over the cup of Alru. I do not understand these sons of Adam. He should be elated the Ancient of Days honored him in such a way. A human allowed to summon the forces? A privilege indeed. But there he was, slumping in the corners as if he had been reprimanded. Anami stopped pacing and stood over Enoch. What was that? The man was mumbling gibberish. Oh, great. Now he's talking to himself. His mind is twisted. Such a shame. The strain of using the forces has bent his mind, unless... Anami rushed back to the door, reaching for his bow. Maybe this is some new trick of the fallen. Anami aimed his weapon. Enoch was still muttering behind him, but louder now. Anami peered again into the darkness and poised himself for attack. They must be here somewhere. Enoch is going mad. Anami stiffened. A sharp sensation sent flecks of awareness throughout his frame. Pinpricks of light surged from his being, making him even more brilliant than usual. He knew this. Anami quickly dropped to his knees. My lord, Anami said, bowing low. Magnificent light paused in front of Enoch. The beloved nodded his head toward Anami and raised a finger to his lips. Son of Adam, your petition has been granted. Return to the forest of Avonlan, where I will meet you. Anami watched the beloved talk with the man for a while. He could no longer understand what they were saying. They were speaking some language unknown to him. Then the beloved turned to him and smiled before leaving. As he did, he heard the words, Protect him. Yes, my... Anami gasped when the aberration in his appearance briefly surfaced again, a visible reminder of his trip through the gate at the Tree of Life. An intense spectrum of every hue imaginable whirled through him, then softened with the beloved's departure. Anami studied Enoch, sleeping soundly on the ruffled blankets. The faint golden glow emanating from the human's figure remained. Anami held out his own arms, examining them. Pale pinks, purples, and blues colored his figure in swirls, so subtle he could not tell where one shade ended and the other began. As he moved his limbs about in the moonlight, the colors changed again. This time warm reds, oranges, and golden tones flickered throughout his figure. Why am I altered? Anami stood up slowly and studied his torso and legs this time. They too were affected. It is beautiful, I think, but what does it mean? Will it last? Anami plopped down on a cushion near the man and leaned against the wall. He stared at Enoch, who now looked a little more like the Elohim than a son of Adam. Nami hugged his knees to his chest and sighed as he remembered 
how the man's wife had run away from him. No, Tafara, wait, Dina called as she ran to catch up. Dina, if you won't go in, I will. Medici Tafara, please, I am sure he doesn't want to be disturbed. How do you know? Have you asked him? Well, no, but I am... Listen, Bera or no Bera, he is still Enoch. Tafara pushed back the foes to Enoch's abode. Soft rays of first light streamed through the room. Stunned, Tafara took a step back. She shielded her eyes with her hand as she approached her cousin. Dina peeked in through the doorway, ignoring Tafara, beckoning her to follow. There was Enoch. He sat with his back to the door, hunched over a large tray. Empty melon rinds, a smattering of seeds and crumbs littered the floor around him. Tafara coughed. Well, I see your condition has not affected your appetite. Enoch jumped and swirled around. Tafara squinted. Sorry. Enoch threw on a hooded robe. That's better. Tafara smiled brightly as she lowered her hand. I believe this is yours. Tafara held out Enoch's distinctive blade. What? Enoch stood up quickly and looked down at the empty loop on his waist pack. How did you... You may be the leader of Adam's realm, and you might have the glow of the Ancient One about you, but you still don't know how to hold on to your weapon, cousin. Enoch smiled. At least Tafara is not afraid of me. I might be inclined to teach you if you tell me your secret. Tafara took Enoch's hand into hers and examined it. Where's the light coming from? Do you feel different? Can you call the fire down now? No, Tafara, Enoch laughed. I don't know where the light comes from. It's just there, I mean here. And no, I don't feel any different. Well, at least not now. But last eve, I did feel. Dina, since you are closest to the door, Tafara called out sweetly, would you please have a sabasi bring us some ketu? I'm sure your husband would love a cup. Of, of course, Tafara, Dina said, stepping into the doorway so she could be seen. I'll have them prepare a tray. The curtains fluttered as Dina rushed away. Tafara, Enoch grinned. You shouldn't have. It was obvious she wanted to hear our conversation. Well, Tafara said, picking up the scraps from the floor and loading them onto the empty tray. She should have come in instead of standing over there like a silly ninny. Don't be so harsh with Dina. All women do not have your courage. Well, they should. She is trying, Enoch said softly. I'm sorry, Enoch. It's just all her talk about being afraid made me angry. Do you know she stayed in the tent of the Medici all sun's sleep? There is simply not enough room for her. I had to move all my things just so she could have a place to sleep. We had long finished our work and we didn't need her. She should have rested in her own tent with her husband. Enoch sighed. Tafara, I do not blame her for being afraid. I am different now. Tafara bit her lower lip and focused on the straps of her sandals. You were saying you felt something last night? She leaned in close to Enoch, whispering, her eyes bright with excitement. Tell me. Anami leaned in, too. I'm glad the girl Tafara has come. Now we'll get down to the bottom of this. Anami listened intently as Enoch recounted the events of the evening before. And after the fire came down, it faded. I felt quite myself again, except for this. For truth, I didn't even notice it until I saw how everyone kept staring at me. Even Father Seth treats me as if I were Adam himself. Well, that is something. My father treats everyone like a childling. There is one more thing. Last night, after I came here, I heard the voice again. You did? Tafari exclaimed. What did he say? I haven't even told Dina yet, but... Just then, Dina came bustling through the door with a large tray. 
mugs of steaming liquid rolls and an assortment of dried meats, jostled precariously as she made her way toward Enoch and Tafara. Enoch, dear, what haven't you told me yet? she asked with a big smile plastered across her face. Tafara, you know you really should be going now. Great Mother Eve has been asking for you. She needs your help with the distribution. Tafara folded her arms. Of course, Medici Dina. Let me just get a cup of the ketu. Tafara said, reaching for the tray, and I'll be on my way. Tafara stopped, surprised. The last mug was gone. I could have sworn there was another cup. Dina glanced down quickly. I thought I brought enough. No matter then, you can just get more on your way out. Certainly. Tafara pressed her lips together. Enoch, I mean, bearer, we'll talk later. Anami grinned as he sipped the rich ketu. This is wonderful. It was good of the girl to have the woman bring this. That Tafara should be trained. Father Seth lets her run as wild as a gazelle, trying to get wisdom from my husband when she should be sitting at her father's feet or helping the other women. But no, not her. What does she do? She runs with the men, hunting and training with weapons. It's not just what a proper woman does. And she is presumptuous, too, calling you by your first name as if she were. Or were what? Enoch asked, frowning. Dana blushed and busied herself straightening the blankets. Just never mind. I think you indulge her too much, Enoch. Enoch smiled. So now I'm Enoch again. Now, Dina, don't let Tafara get to you. She's just strong-willed like Great Mother Eve. Be at ease, wife. I can't tell you about the voice I heard last night if you keep carrying on about Tafara. Of course, husband. Dina dropped the basket of blankets on the floor and sat beside him. The Ancient of Days spoke to me. I must go to Avonland Forest. I see. Dina frowned. She emptied the basket and began folding the blankets into neat stacks. When will you leave? Well, right away. I see. Dina picked up the blankets once again and turned to leave. I suppose you'll be needing some of your things prepared then. I'll see to it. Dina? Yes. Her answer was sharp as she swung around to face him. I packed my satchel last night. Dina noticed Enoch's worn leather pack stuffed to the brim, sitting by the door. I see. But if you could, that is, if you don't mind, Enoch studied her face, puzzled by the coolness he found there. Would you please ask Father Seth and the elders to meet me at this hour? I want to inspect the storehouse before leaving. Certainly, bearer. Father Seth panted as he raced toward the tower. His silver braid slapped against his back like a whip. He had hardly slept at all last night. All he could think about was protecting those precious leaves, so he'd gone to inspect the vault one more time before the council arrived. It was the least he could do for the new bearer. On point as usual, Father Seth greeted Enoch and the elders as they came up the path. Shall we? Father Seth stood aside, allowing the elders to enter first. The tower and barracks for the Neshpanel was crafted from a father tree conifer with long drooping needles, standing about 350 lengths tall and 50 lengths in circumference. The hollowed-out trunk's main entrance was an arched door at the base of the tree. Small cutouts were scattered along its height for watch duty. Thick, long branches were further obscured by an aggressive vine, leaving the storehouse virtually hidden. Clever, Enix said. I might have missed it. Father Seth beamed. This way to the vault. Ladders built into the walls allowed access to the upper levels. A hollow column stood in the center, and inside it, thick ropes hung from the top to large baskets on the bottom. They climbed the ladders to the upper decks, but Enoch reached the storeroom first. 
I see we have easy distribution throughout. There's plenty room for new crops, and it's well lit. Who installed lamps? Enoch searched the nooks. There were no lamps. The darkened room was completely illuminated as if the noonday sun sat in the middle. But no sun did this. It was him. Light gushed from his pores brilliantly, just as it had last eve. Not even his dark cloak diminished the effect this time. The elders he revered his whole life were lying on the floor, prostrate, please. I realize my appearance is unusual, but I am no one to be worshipped. Get up! Enoch pulled the men to their feet. The air was thick, heady. We need to get outside, Enoch said, rushing down the ladder. The men looked dazed. Quickly, Enoch shouted. Finally, the men followed him down the shaft and out the tower door. Once outside, the men breathed easier. In the bright sun and fresh air, Enoch's strange glow was not so strange. Someone poked him. Father Seth broke the silence. This light is surely a sign of the ancient's favor, nothing to be afraid of. Remember Father Adam and Mother Eve once shined with brilliance too before the exile. Since the ancient one has chosen Enoch as the bearer, why should he not possess the light the seed will bring? I see that I am not the only recipient of an altered appearance, Enoch pointed at his head. Pardon, Father Seth said. Look in the vessel. Enoch passed him a polished dish. Father Seth gazed at his reflection. His silver hair was now jet black, so black it was almost blue. I have not seen the likes of this since I was a childling. Seth laughed. Enoch frowned. How long were you in the storehouse before we arrived? Surely no more than half a time, Seth said. I feel refreshed myself. Father Jarrett touched his toes and bent his knees easily. Just think of what this means for the tribe of Seth. Anyone who enters the Auru vault could be completely healed from the curse. Listen, Enoch silenced their excited chatter. The Auru is a powerful gift, but I need to be sure. When will you be sure, Bearer? An older man of the Soka asked. When the Ancient of Days says so, I have no such word yet. Yet? Bearer, I mean no disrespect, but you are young and strong. Some of us have seen many ages and do not know how many more sun sleeps will come before the curse takes us. The man made for the tower door. Enoch beat him to it and blocked it. I, Bera, he speaks the truth. Another man stood behind him, forming a line. Within moments, the queue wrapped around the tower and down the trail. Hear me well, sons of Seth. Enoch whistled and the Neshpanel materialized from the forest with weapons drawn. Surely the hidden father will keep you well until I return. Please be patient. We must not forget the fruit of that other tree. We are still suffering from its nectar. No one is to stay in the vault for more than half a time, and the door must remain open while you are there. No one is to enter alone. What if we get sick before you return, someone asked. Anyone who brings a sacrifice for the Ancient One should be given a fair portion. But what about the sons of Cain, the Neshpanel pack leader asked. The Auru is to be given freely to any son of Adam who brings the sacrifice, Enoch said firmly. If any concerns arise in my absence, Father Seth and the members of the tribunal will rule. I have already spoken to the Medici. They have their instructions. This concludes this chapter of Taken, a metaphysical fantasy audio drama. If you enjoyed this excerpt and just can't wait for the next chapter, download Taken ebook through Amazon Kindle and read it for free with Amazon Prime. Also, please check back for upcoming chapters of Taken on this podcast. Remember, eye has not seen nor ear heard 
nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Please share this uplifting read with your friends and get ready to soar. Thank you again for listening and may the favor of the Ancient One be on you.